Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, welcome to the show. Now, before we jump in, I want to make a big announcement. So obviously we have the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all that stuff happening. And Guy and I have created something, a way to give back to you, our loyal listeners. So you may have heard that we started something called The Collective. What you may have not heard is that right now, not only can you get in for a 14-day free trial to experiment it and see if it works for you, we've also lowered the price from $99 a month to just nine. That's right. You didn't hear this wrong. From $99 to nine. And if you do it now, you can get grandfathered in at that $9 price point today. Again, all you have to do is go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective, satoriprime.com forward slash collective, and you can grandfather yourself in to the collective for just $9. Our way to give back during this holiday season. So if you're out there wanting to make significant changes in your life, wanting to get more peace, more fulfillment, more love in every area of your life, make sure you go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now. I do not know how long we're going to keep this up. So now would be the time to act. This is a topic that um, is near and dear to us. And it's something that has really changed, right? Bro, would you say like over the years, I think this is just even for us, Um, has really changed and we've implemented all sorts of different things. And I think it's especially an entrepreneur world, you know, like if you follow any of the entrepreneurial space, if you read any of the books, everyone always talks about the importance of goal setting, the importance of writing these goals down, the importance of this, the importance of that. And I just want to check in with you guys. I know we're on a slight delay here, but I I want to ask this anyway, and I'd love to hear in the comment box, you know, How many of you have read different books, watched different videos on YouTube, have tried this, have tried that? And here's my bottom line question. With no judgment, with no anything, like how have those things worked for you is really what we want to inquire here today. And it's interesting to note that we hear things that successful people do and we instantly go to, oh, well, that must make that person successful. So let me run and do this. And then you do it. And at least my experience, I don't know if, if, if yours is like this. You go and you implement those things. I remember we used to do it with, with marketing, whether it was on Facebook or on YouTube or whatever, right? And it's like, it just doesn't work. 
everyone says like, this is how you reach this goal, you know? So you go and you run, you do that thing. And it's like, man, that kind of didn't work, you know? Now I'm not saying that the thing doesn't work. It's just that for you, that might not work. And so I find it really interesting that we don't question those things and we don't inquire. We don't come at it with a, a beginner's mind. We don't come at it with a, an inquiry. We just assume like, this is the way to do things. And if it's not working, what do we say? I'm doing something wrong. Can I also just add to that? Yeah, absolutely. I also think that um, in a lot of ways, and, and this has come into my attention the last few months, when we watch professional athletes or business people that we look up to, a lot of times when we're seeing them present themselves in a public way, they're presenting themselves at, at their absolute peak or at their absolute best. So if you're watching like a sports athlete and you watch how they train, right, or you see them at a competition or something like that, they're in a state. Um, you know, like bodybuilders or right now it's an NFL uh, National Football League playoffs here in the States. And the people operating there, it takes a while for them to work up to that state. And they're playing the game at a level which they normally cannot sustain that level of play without there being some kind of deterioration to their body, to their minds, to their energy, stuff like that. And yet, because mostly when we see people producing, we see them in these high states, we assume that that's where they spend all their time. And that we need to be doing what they're doing, even though they do these for short little burst period of times to get those kind of performances out of themselves, including Olympiads and everything else, that we kind of set that as a standard of, oh, that's what it looks like to perform. And then when we try to achieve that way, oftentimes we're actually left feeling deteriorated, unmotivated, exhausted. And we're like, you know, I must be doing it wrong and they must be doing it some other way. Okay, I must not have this little bit of information that they have. And the truth is, a lot of times, that's not really what's going on. It's just we have a misconception of how to actually get to where we want to get to. Yeah. So interestingly enough, and, and thank you, Taga and Erica, for your, for your responses. So Taga says, I've started, but I know it's like any New Year's resolution. It bombs out. Uh, Erica, which I'd love to find out specifically more what you said, she said, I find it extremely hard setting goals. So Look, at the end of the day, I mean, the reality is that you do X, you do Y, you follow this, you follow that. And like, lo and behold, the results don't really show. And so we've kind of had the same thing. And I'm not saying it, it doesn't work. There have been plenty of times where Guy and I, will we sat and we used to write out these page, two page long goals, personal, business, together, apart, all these different things. And we'd never look at it again. And then we'd come back and you know, 70%, 80% of it was done without ever us remembering that we even wrote those things, which was pretty cool. But there's one other piece that I want to add to this before we kind of go into the different direction. And that is with any goal, whether it's a goal at work, right? Like you as a, as a community at work, you have to reach this goal, you as a person, health, etc. We set these goals. And then in the beginning, you're super excited. This is why New Year's resolution bomb out, right? Because at the beginning, you're super excited. Hope is a wonderful thing. It makes us all very, very excitable. Hope disappears really, really fast. The moment you step onto the court, the moment you first realize like, oh, this is going to actually take some work. Oh, I'm probably going to fail at this a bunch. Oh, like... As soon as, you know, I don't know if it's like maybe you step on the court and it's like, oh, wow, this is actually a lot harder than I thought. Maybe it's the first time you fail or the third time you fail. But at some point, there's a piece that gives out. And if there isn't, there's one other phenomenon that I noticed for myself. And this is when I really started to question this process. You ever notice that, like, I don't know what your window is, but 
as the clock is quote unquote ticking down, what happens? Is there excitement there about like, ooh, we're almost at the finish line? Or is it more likely this? Oh God, I'm never gonna finish. I don't have enough time. Oh my God, okay, I'm gonna fail again. This is the same thing I do every single time. I always mess this up. This is why I never produce results. This is why I suck. I'm such a loser. Right? Like that I have found to be a, for me and, and maybe for you too, a much more real world experience of what happens. Very few people I know, like in that last minute pressure cooker, like they thrive on most people fizzle out. So my question to you is this, if that is in fact accurate, when you're in a state of stress, when you're in a state of overwhelm, when you're in a state of, I'm a loser, I'm not enough, I always suck, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever been in that state and actually produced an awesome result? When you're in that energy, in that frequency, have you ever produced an amazing result? I haven't met a human being that does, so I would imagine for you it's the same. So then we ask ourselves this question, like when do we actually produce really kick-ass results? And I would offer that you create kick-ass results, the, the kind of stories where you're like, you won't believe what happened to me today, like those kind of results, right? When you're feeling really good, when you're feeling really empowered and alive in love, you ever notice like when you fall in love, like everything works, everyone has a smile on their face, the world, it's just amazing. Nothing shifted, you shifted. And so that's what we want to talk to you today from is like, how can you in 2019 create goals in a very, very different fashion than you ever have before, such that they don't fizzle out, such that you don't have that overwhelm and anxiety when it comes to crunch time. And the best part of what we're going to talk to you about today is that the goals that you will achieve in doing it the way that we're going to share with you today are beyond anything that you can even comprehend to write down on a piece of paper. Because ultimately, the things that we write down on paper all come from a place of lack, all come from a place of, I don't have this, and that's not good, or what I have isn't good, so I need that. And when you're creating from that place, that's also out of alignment. But we'll get to that in a different conversation. So today, let's let's dive into that, bro, and I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so you know what Elon's pointing to is kind of like a fixed way of being, right? So... I see a lot of people share this right now. They're like, what's your word for 2019? What's your word? What's your word? What's your word? And ever has to have a word. And, it, and that's great, right? Again, it's like a guiding post. I'm not putting that down, but let, like contextualize that. And what it means is that you're saying, I'm attached to this thing that I'm creating. And if it doesn't show up that way, there's going to be some kind of disappointment, some kind of lack, some kind of scarcity. Elon's kind of pointing and alluding to the fact that when we experience overwhelm or stress in the body, what the body naturally does is it falls into certain rhythms that are based on traumas and how we survive those traumas. And these are like the survival patterns that we fall back into. So almost everybody's operating about 95 to 99% out of automated processes in their body. This has been proven. Look at Bruce Lipton's work and epigenetics and stuff like that. And you'll see that we're conscious and aware and choosing very, very short periods of time throughout the day. So if that's the case for us right now, because that's kind of how we've learned to survive, then we want to be able to start looking at, well, how do we choose the processes that are running automated? How do we get to look at those things and have a say in how those automated processes are running? 
Now, if you think that the mental aspect of you is going to catch an automated pattern, the automated pattern that's run thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times throughout your life as a survival strategy that your body's learned to produce in order to keep you safe, you think of you're going to create like a thought like, okay, well, this year we're going to create more money, but your whole programming is like, I go into this pattern and this pattern clearly creates sabotage or lack or scarcity or overwhelm or stress or any of those things. And by having the thought that you're somehow going to overpower a processy that's happened millions of times, that's like saying you're going to get on the basketball for the first time. And when LeBron James tries to like throw down like a slam dunk on you, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to block this guy. Okay, maybe if you grew like a foot and a half and you had 300,000 more reps, you'd eventually block LeBron James, but your first time on your court, it's not going to happen. So that's why like mindset insights are beautiful because they open a field of expansion. They create space for you to step into, to start taking action and looking at, okay, where are all the things that my body does when I move forward into this thing? Okay, oh, oh, I get overwhelmed when I do this. Oh, I get stressed out when I do that. And then how do we actually shift into the subconscious part, the automated series and stuff like that? So in short, what we want to kind of offer you guys, and this is something we talk a lot about in our collective community and with our personal clients and stuff like that, is that, hey, look, we're going to train you to understand the phenomenology of your mind as much as we possibly can so that as things are happening, you start realizing, oh my God, I'm making that up. That's not real. And I have a choice in the matter. However, if you really want the things that most people are talking about, which is like the complete shift in how the automation is running, then we have to start looking at what your body's actually doing at the sensory part of it, okay? And you could call it the emotional or feeling parts, but I'll actually say that emotions and feelings are, again, more mental aspect because that's language, right? So when you have a sensation in your body and you call that sad, the mind is making a judgment on that there's some kind of sensation in the body that your mind's associated with the feeling of sad. We give it language and then there's a whole automated experience that goes along with that. So... If you look at the goals that you want to really achieve this year and you think to yourself, why do I want to achieve these goals? Why do I want to achieve this goal this year? I would say that the underlying subset probably has something to do with feeling more worthy, having a greater and lasting connection of some kind. You could throw love into that mix, certainly, or just overall feeling of safety. Because I I would say that 99% of most people's actions have something to do with relieving overwhelm, stress, and creating a state of more well-being, which is in safety, connection, love, things of that nature, right? So ultimately, this is why you're creating goals. However, when you're creating goals and the only thing that you're thinking of is how do I achieve more, you're actually breaking this cycle. This has very little to do with safety. And again, don't take it from me. Look into your own life and think, how many times have I achieved the thing that I went after? Did I feel the way that I thought that I would feel when I get there? Did it make me feel more safe? Did it make me feel more connected? Do I feel more loved? Do I feel more abundant? Or did I just move on to the next thing and try to achieve more so I can feel safety, abundance, love, connection, right? All these things. And if that's the case, then notice how you achieving hasn't created that feeling for yourself. And now you keep going after, right? I I often say like millionaires and billionaires don't stop when they make that amount of money. They keep going. You don't need to keep going. If you have, guys, do you get this? If you have $10 billion in the bank, you don't need to keep going. Money does not need to be the game of your life anymore. Yet, these people continue to play that game because for the same reason, they've achieved that thing, they don't feel those things, and they keep going. So is the real aspect to achieve more or to feel more? And one of the key things that we say these days is, you know, stop trying to make yourself feel better, start getting better at feeling. 
most humans are really, really bad at feeling. So what we want to kind of spin on its head this year for you is that if you're going to goal set, don't make it about what you want to achieve. Make it about how you want to feel. Highlight how it is that you want to feel. Maybe you want to highlight safety this year. Okay, great. Cool. Now, Elon said, when you feel good, you create amazing results. When you feel bad, you create bad results. Well, why is that? Because in real time, your emotional body has a frequency and a vibration and waves that it's putting out. And those waves literally manifest and mirror the reality that's a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So if what's going on inside of you is more important than what's going out outside of you, but all your goals have to do with what's going on outside of you, then nothing ever changes, right? So the goal is, is like, what do I want to shift internally? How do I want to change the reflection in the mirror, so to speak, right? How do I start making that different? And the real, the real answer, or at least the investigation you may want to look at is, again, well, I feel this way. Here's how I want to feel this year. Now, here's the kicker. I want you guys to realize that if we closed our eyes right now, whether your goal is monetary, uh, physical, like health and fitness, uh, whether it's meeting the love of your life or whatever it might be, right? Maybe it's traveling more, that you can close your eyes right now and imagine yourself with that goal already achieved very easily. Like you can imagine the love of your life and how that might feel, right? Or you can imagine what it might be like to put $10 million in the bank this year and just imagine how that feels. And it's very easy for me to go there with you. Like, as I'm saying it, I can literally state change the sensations in my body to be like, oh, wow, I feel that freedom. Like, oh, wow, I feel that connection. So notice how the feeling, that shift, the vibration, that frequency, didn't need me to achieve anything in order for that feeling to be present in my body. And I'll say this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll turn it over to Elon again, is so here's the point. If the reflection reality that you're seeing, the things that are manifesting into your world that you're experiencing and grappling with and dealing with have to do with the frequency in your body, then wouldn't you want to invest less time in trying to achieve something that you can feel some way or start investing your time in feeling that way because the reality that you're going to grapple with is going to reflect that feeling in your body. That's what it does. It's just a mirror. Right. This is the great turning that we get to make in, in society right now is that we get to stop relating to an out there and we get to start relating to there's really only an in here. And then my meat suit in its automated, perfect processy and 95 percent, 99 percent automation. Again, we keep being surprised by how much automation there is, is just going to take over and show me that reality experience. I might as well work on what's inside. And that's why goal setting doesn't work for people, because it's all external. It's, a, it's like putting a bandaid on a cut that never actually heals itself instead of dealing with the cut. And that the fact that maybe there's, you know, something going on biologically that if you just change it, the, the cut would just heal by itself. Your body has this intelligence. It does it automatically. Yeah, I just had this vision of this analogy. It's like you're driving this car and you're like, okay, I want this car to go faster. And meanwhile, the engine is like the engine from the, you know, like 1930s, right? And you're like, man, I just want this car to go. And then the rationale would be, you know what? Okay, I'm going to paint the car a different color or I'm going to change the tires and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Meanwhile, it's like, look, the engine's the engine, you know, it doesn't matter what's happening. And so, um, I love what guy was talking about the frequency from the outside, creating your, the inside, creating your outside world. I'll take it a step further and say that it actually reinforces that part. So if you think about it, most people's goals are created, like I said, from a place of, I don't have this, I'm lacking this in my life, or what I have, I, I don't like, I want something better. Now, desire in its own right is a beautiful thing. I'm not saying like that you don't get to desire. 
I'm just saying most people, when we do it unconsciously, it's like, okay, I feel unsafe because I don't have enough money in my bank account. So I'm going to go and create more money. Then you create that goal. And what have we learned already just from our interaction here, right? That you create the goal and then it fizzles out. And then that kicks in all all your automated pilots about what? Your self-worth issues. You're not being good enough to generate more revenue, which creates what in your system? More lack, more ineffectiveness, which creates what kind of results for you? Breakthrough, amazing, magical results or the same old shit that you've had over and over and over. So you start to see this thing is actually creating this unnecessary looping mechanism that just keeps reinforcing all of those parts that you have inside that are like, I'm not good enough. I never get what I want. I just run around in circle, like all of those things. And so right now, I just, I want to take you through this like super, super quick thing. And you can even do this in the car with eyes open, wherever you're listening, you know, it's, it's fine. And I just want you to take a moment and look around where you are and just ask, am I safe right now? And notice what happens internally as you're asking this question. Just ask, am I safe? Am I safe right now? And I'd love to hear in the comment box what what your experience is when you do that. And it doesn't matter what room in the house you're in or in a car or you could be in a coffee shop or whatever. What you should start to notice is that when you ask that question, there's going to be some sort of tension. You hold tension either in your neck, in your chest, in your stomach, in your back. As you really check in, in that moment and just go, am I safe? You'll actually feel a release wherever you most hold tension. That tension is the stuff that guy's talking about that keeps manufacturing the same results in your life over and over and over. And you can run around like a chicken with your head cut off at a million miles an hour. The frequency and the feeling internally does not go away. The only way is to be with it and actually feel it and then heal that process. Imagine that you have a movie rolling in the background, right? Like like a movie screening, But on the actual lens of the camera that's screening the movie is a big smudge like this, right? Now, it doesn't matter how much I do in my life, right? That part of the camera is going to be covered. What we're talking about is instead of running around and doing all the work is actually to remove that smudge. When you remove that stuff and you heal it, it actually allows for you to receive an entirely new external experience of life. Things that you have been troubling yourself with, trying to figure out how to make them work, relationships that have just been a struggle, all go away when you approach life this way. And so for Guy and I, over the last like two plus years, maybe even longer, our goals are simple. We ask ourselves one question. How do I want to feel this year? And so for me, I'm just going to share with you, like mine is, I want to feel leave. I want to feel leave. I want to feel love. I want to feel peace. And I want to feel connection. That's it. Now, here's the funny part. When I create those things, do you think life shows up? Because this is a really, really good thing to understand. Do you think when I create those things, these are the things I want to feel, that that's how my life gets to show up on a moment by moment basis? 
Do I experience peace every moment? Do I experience love every moment? Do I experience connection every moment? What do you think? No. What I do get to experience, though, are moments where I can practice being peace. I can practice creating love. I can practice creating connection. And every time that I choose, and I don't do this 100% perfectly every single time, the moments that I have enough awareness and I choose in that moment where my son comes into my office during my work day and I'm all head down in my important work, yes, I can choose to be impatient and yell and be unhappy. Or in that moment, I can find love. I can find peace. I can find connection with him. Which is going to grow my results in my life faster? Hi there, my friend. I just want to take a minute in case you skip the intro to these shows for some reason and let you know that for a very, and I mean truly very limited time, as in this could be gone by next week, Guy and I are offering entrance into our collective for instead of $99 a month for just nine. That's right. You can get yourself grandfathered in for just $9 a month for life. Now, as long as you head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know, is this for me? Then I got two things to say about that. First, if you even like this podcast a little bit, you'll absolutely love the collective. We share things in there that we share with our personal clients who pay us tens of thousands of dollars and you can get them for nine bucks. And the second thing is we're actually offering you a 14 day free trial So you can just come and check it out for yourself for free. You have nothing to lose. So again, go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and make sure you lock this thing in before we realize that we've gone crazy and change our minds. (laughs) We look forward to seeing you in our collective. Now back to the show. That's, That's how you heal that aspect. You create that capacity internally, then externally, everyone in your life starts showing up differently. All the circumstances, all the relationships, the money in your bank account. I literally said to Guy this morning on our uh, Monday meeting, I was like, you know what? Things are just like effortlessly and easily happening. I have people reaching out about like, I want to join your year-long program. How do I join this? How do I join that? And I'm like, you know, I just can feel that internally something shifted. It wasn't, I'm not doing anything differently. And that's really the, the urgent thing that I think we're, we're attempting to share with you here. Yeah. The, the key here, guys, we're talking about is alignment, right? So like for everybody in the chat box who thank you for participating today, by the way, Taga Ayriko, you know, what you guys are talking about is, first of all, anything that you're getting from this and you're like, oh, I do that. Oh, I can't believe I do that. We all do that. First thing is to stop making yourself wrong for doing that. Every time you watch that mechanism, you go, damn it, I did that again. You're actually setting more of what you don't want into motion. Because overwhelm and stress, any anxiety, anything like that pushes the system into automated patterns. It's what it does. It's how the system protects you. It creates a buffer between you and the world so that you experience less of what's going on. But this is also what's killing our ability to feel because it basically blocks you from like your emotions and your feelings and it makes you less empathetic and then you're feeling less connected. So it has this alternate effect. But here's the thing. You guys all know this. The body has its own intelligence. It needs not... It needs not to be told what to do at all. You don't get a cut on your hand or break an arm and then go, okay, time to heal my wrist. Or like, I got to clot this blood, you know, and you sit there and kind of like force it to happen. If, you know, I've been using the analogy of a pregnant woman, like it doesn't need to be told for the abs to split to the sides. Like nothing needs to be told. The body has an intelligence. 
it takes care of everything and knows how to metabolize things and knows how to do what it needs to do. Yet the mind, we've trained it to intervene. And you guys all know this. You take a pill, there's a placebo effect. The mind either intervenes and says, this doesn't work, or the mind intervenes and says, this is going to work. And then it happens, right? And the only thing that's different, if you think about the mind, it's like a switch on and off for energy flow. When the, when the mind says it's not going to work, it creates contraction in the system, energy can't move, and the body can't do what it's supposed to do. When the mind believes something's going to work, again, it opens up the valves, there's less contractions in the system, energy moves, the body intelligence takes over, and it just heals and gets you back into alignment or back into homeostasis, whatever you want to say. So uh, I think Tago alluded to the fact that she reaches for food, right? So it's like food, sex, drugs, alcohol. These are all tools that people have, tools, really tools, that we have to deal with stress. Not effective tools, but tools that we've developed up until now, right? And same thing with you know the pharmaceutical industry. It's like, this is what they leverage is the fact that this is happening in your system. And they're like, well, we got a pill for that. Oh, your legs move too much. We got a pill for that, right? And what ends up happening is every time you reach for one of these things, again, don't make yourself wrong, pretty much everybody's doing it, is that you're taking this thing and what it ends up doing is it actually severs the connection between mind and and body so that the body's having an experience, but though the mind is no longer aware because the mind is now just like in la-la land with the experience, right? And it's like, oh, I feel so good. But it's like the body is deteriorating because no no one's paying attention to the body. And this is why we have 25 side effects for every pill on on TV, right? All these terrible things because the body's literally dying while the mind's like, everything's great, you know? So what we want to get you to is, is aware of your body, not to try to run away from anxiety. In fact, the way out of anxiety is through anxiety. The way out of sadness is through sadness. It's not to overcome these systems. It's to actually get very intimate with them and notice that you've bastardized them and you've been trying to overpower them because your relationship for safety, like it is for most people, right? People's strategies for safety, either go and be alone. I'm good at that one, right? Go and be alone (laughs) or connect with people, but, you know, do things for them so that they like you, right? So be, like uh, be in their dominion or dominate them, okay? That's pretty much all we got. So it's like if you're in those strategies, again, that's why you can look out in the world and just realize everyone's just dealing with a safety issue. They're just dealing with it in different ways, trying to create more safety for themselves. So the bottom line is if you get what I was saying about the intelligence of the body, the point is, is that all you have to do is just give the body an opportunity to take care of that thing. So if you're feeling anxious, notice that you're reaching for that food, but you're not reaching for that food because you're hungry. You're reaching for it because you're trying to deal with anxiety in your system. Mm-hmm. So what's the strategy here is to actually close your eyes, take a few breaths, get into your system, and actually watch that part of your body where the anxiety is. Give it some space to be. And then you'll see that as you become present to that system, it's like your system is asking for your attention and it wants you to participate and allow for it to just do what it's supposed to do. And as that piece gets attention, the energy can move, it can metabolize just like food metabolizes. So does energy metabolize. And as it metabolizes, then it actually creates space and it creates space for new information or maps or frequencies or information to come through. And then in that moment, you're just like, huh, oh, I feel different. You don't need to understand that. You need to understand that as much as you need to understand how you gain balance on a bicycle. It doesn't matter. You just now know, but you, you have the wisdom of balance the moment that you got balance. Your body is learning balance. And the more that you get adept And instead of reaching out here in the external world to take something, to try to change your internal, to going inside and giving that space and being present with that thing, you're going to see some of the biggest transformations in your entire life with literally zero effort on your part because the body knows what to do. 
The body knows how to get you back in alignment. It has your soul signature. Trust me, your body is so much more connected to soul than the mind ever will be. And as this happens, the mind will kind of come around slowly as it's watching you retrain this. And it'll actually become a tool for this. It'll want to participate and help because again, the mind's not bad. Nothing is bad in your system. There's nothing that you've ever done that's bad. It's just all trying to protect you. Why? Like we said, you want safety. We all want safety. So it's learned these systems to try to create safety, but it's been through kind of an illusion process. And you get to really manifest or re-manifest this fifth dimensional matrix type of reality that we live in by not going out there and trying to goal set and achieve. Instead, looking at what are the sensations in my body that I've been avoiding because I've been doing these things and I've built these habits. Let me get aware of these habits. Let me go back into my system, pay attention, get really present and watch what my system can do. Then as that frequency changes, you guys come back here and you tell me if your life is like unrecognizable to you because suddenly it's not that life has changed. It's that the frequency that draws in physical manifestation has changed. And as that frequency changes, it's inevitable that things become easier. It's inevitable that you start attracting things well beyond, like Elon said, well beyond what your mind could have deduced or created or imagined because possibility is so much bigger than anything the mind can deduce, imagine, or create. And you get a little bit further back into the greater intelligence in that relationship to the greater intelligence that's in our universe, that's in our system, that's in our realities. And you become more of a participant with that. And suddenly it's like things that are well beyond the mind imagination start happening in your life. I'll say that for me, I feel like I know this is working. I can't say this with absolute certainty, but I feel like I know this is working when more synchronistic events are happening in my life. For me, this like it draws in synchronicity. And if while those synchronicities are happening, you have the eyes to see that you've been participating in this, that it's not just happening to you, but you're literally in the participation of it. And you go, wow, instead of going, I can't believe this is happening to me. You're like, wow, this is happening for me. Like that kind of expression you're going to see a lot more of those things happening. So if I could create a slightly different perspective for you guys in 2019, every one of us, I don't care who you are, every one of us has some sort of circumstance, some sort of relationship, some something that is in your life right now that you wish were somehow different. And where your mind goes is, how do I fix that problem? How do I alter that? How do I change that person? How do I change my circumstance? How do I change this? How do I change that, right? Inherently in that, if you think about it, there's something that says that situation is not good. That circumstance, that person, that whatever is not good. What if you played a new game? Because Guy said your body is highly intelligent. Your body is where your soul resides. It's connected to that, not to your mind, right? Your, your soul communicates through your heart, not, not your mind. So if you were to understand that inside of you, there are, or maybe not inside, I spoke to Michelle and I saw her. So I was talking to her earlier today. She's one of our uh, one-on-one clients. And she was saying how, you know, her life, she was like this, it's basically like an onion. And what she's starting to see is like the different layers, but you can't get to the third layer until you go through the first two, right? So your body is trying to release these things, these feelings of inadequacy, these feelings of I'm not good enough or self-worth issues or whatever. It's constantly trying to release them. And the only way that it can get you to notice them is by doing what? It's the same way. Like you don't notice you have a head until what? 
you have a headache. You don't pay attention to your big toe until you wake up in the morning and you kick the side of your bed or a table or something. Now you're noticing your toe. So what if this year you took on that everything that is happening outside that I'm irritated by, triggered by, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) is simply highlighting for me a massive opportunity for me to release one of these layers. Because I promise you, and I'm not entirely sure like cosmically and quantifiably through quantum mechanics, how this stuff works. Science doesn't really know. But I can promise you that every time I release something, I actually go internal. And when I allow myself to feel the inadequacy, I allow myself to feel the shame, I allow myself to feel the guilt, I allow myself to feel all of it. And that part of me disappears. My external world starts showing up completely different. Things that were unimaginable just moments before are now possible. So what if everything that is triggering your life, you actually were like, hey, thank you. Thank you for showing me that aspect of me that I've been avoiding for decades of inspection. Because every time I felt a little bit of twinge, I would reach for the bottle or I would reach for food or I would reach for exercise or drugs or sex or whatever it might be. And I've ignored it for decades. And now this year in 2019, I'm willing. I'm a yes to exploring. I'm a yes to just seeing what's there and what's possible. Because here's the truth of the matter, boys and girls. Have you not tried the other methods that everyone's touted at you for decades? From the time you were a little school kid, write down your goals. And if it hasn't worked for you, then maybe, just maybe, it's time to try a different system. I don't, we don't have time, but maybe Guy can give you like a two-minute rundown of, of what his year was like. <laughs> he didn't set goals this year. Because his wife, Mandy, wrote such a gorgeous post about this very topic. Like, you are limiting yourself when you actually write down goals. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, you're cutting yourself off from the world of magic and limitless possibilities to create or attempt to create a fix to you not feeling adequate when you write down those goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've been doing this for almost three years now, but, you know, eventually it occurred to me that no matter what I think that I deserve or I'm supposed to receive like a reward or I think that it's time for me to get or things that I want to work on, that I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm viewing it through a distorted reality view. We're all looking at distorted reality. I was, I was reading a book this morning. He said, it's like you've been born into a box that has TV screens from top to bottom, right? Like all over the ceiling, like these jar- large LCD screens. And it's set to a channel. He goes, your channel set to love? Is it set to hate? Is it set to anxiety? That's all you know. And we're, we're operating out of these upset parts and they distort our view of reality. So it's like whatever you're even creating from, most of the time it's a distorted, upset child that was stuck in some space and time, right? Because basically these parts in the system, these traumas are like parts of you that are stuck in time. That's another way of saying it, okay? And what we're trying to verbalize to you and what we work with our clients on is like, how do you unlock this thing so it goes back into the timelessness? It goes back into the whole. It reconnects 
to it and understands and sees and feels through wisdom that is connected to all things, right? And through all things means that all things are possible. So it's like your mind is like, let me take a slice of reality. Let me create another thing that happens in this small slice of reality. So I can try to get myself out of this small slice of reality. It's like, so what's, what's better? Trusting 13.8 years of perfect evolution that have gotten us to this point or using 35 years, you know, my personal limited human experience that I can recall and remember from and 13.8 billion years of evolution that got me here without any thought on my, on, on my part at all. I'm like, which one would I rather tap into? And I was like, duh. Okay. So I'm like, all right, well, I've been making a lot of decisions in my life and I have a great life. And what's possible when I stop making decisions? So like, you know, 2017, I traveled to over 15 countries, did 100,000 miles around the planet. I think that's like three and a half or four trips around planet Earth. Um, you know, made more money than I ever made before, got in alignment with things, met the woman of my dreams. Like, and, and it was all very obvious as it was happening. I could like actually like tune into the frequencies of that these things were coming. February 2017, I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet my wife before my birthday. And, you know, sure enough, that's just kind of how it, it turned out. But it was like just tuning into the field. There was literally a matrix reality that we get to tune back into. And then, you know, this last year, <laughs> got pregnant, you know, traveled, still traveled for two months, still went to, uh, I think, about at least eight countries, I would say, something like that. Got engaged, got married, you know, lived four blocks off the beach in one of the most beautiful places in California. Like, it's stuff like that. And, and none here, of, here, here's my question. Yeah, here's none my, of it was predictable. Yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the year, would you have even had the, the idea to write, you know what, I'd love to have a baby this year? No. No. I want to get married this year. No. Like, these, these aren't, this is what I'm saying. And like, have those things created more love, more connection, more just emotion beyond your wildest belief this year, right? I'm asking you. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, high, highly unprobable, unpredictable, not the direction I thought my life was going in at all. And yet there's more alignment. Like, I, I could not feel more grounded in my path than I ever had before because I, I'm, I'm letting basically like the river move me versus me trying to figure out how I'm supposed to move the river. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying, like Guy and, and Mandy, who also wrote that amazing post, like they've gotten to experience because their focus was on love, on connection, things like that, right? And so the universe actually provided them with experience such that they can feel more of that. And if you know that when you're in those states of feelings, you actually manifest abundance beyond your wildest dreams, why not focus on the feeling and let the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, provide you with the circumstance that allow you to be in that energy frequency? So we're about to wrap up and I just want to make a uh, call and opportunity to your guys' mind. So we have something called the collective, which is the best way that you can stay in touch with the guy. If you've enjoyed this conversation, I just want to let you know for just $9 a month, you could be part of a, a small community that we call the collective where we have these conversations ongoing. Give yourself the gift of making these shifts. Notice how you feel right now after, I know there's some of you that have been here for, for almost the entire time with us. Just notice how you feel internally right now. Is that the residence that you want to carry through your day? Is that different than when you showed up on the call today? Do you have access to something different? That's what we have available for you at The Collective. And once you're there, However much you're willing to invest in yourself, that's how much we're willing to invest in you. And like, reach out to us if you have any questions about any of the things that you're struggling with or 
wanting different insights in, we're here to help. Reach out. You are not alone. That's why we created this. So I just want to thank you all for being here, for your engagement. It was just an absolute ball to be here with all of you. And truly, if you want to make 2019 the year of your life, it's time to maybe do things slightly differently and just experiment a little. Awesome. All right, everyone. Right, we love you very much. Have an amazing love day. You all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.